3: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
0: It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN.
3: can you It's been three whole since that
4: welcome, welcome. Welcome. To the Gian Otto and Jeffrey Show. We're coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at J 929 espn Dennis Fuller's producer of the program for us. Glad that he is with us. Seeing Crosby is the Crucial Appeals lead sports columnist. The lead sports columnist, the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. The top three sports columnists in the state of Tennessee. Barely. Hyde for eighth best sports columnist United States of America. He's on Twitter at don't Mark, good day, sir.
0: Happy Hump Day. Hump Last day. day. Last day without uh without football of the week. Truly is Hump Day. Yeah, that those that first like Tuesday. I guess, Tuesday night hits different now. Yeah, it's it's like a day. You know, it's like, I mean, you need it to really appreciate the sports watching weekend. You need those downtimes, You know, it makes. You know, I disagree. Makes the good times I better. I
4: strongly disagree. Really? When you, when the calendar hits, like, October 31st, and then you basically are going a month straight, or, like, when you have maxion when you have Maction rolling and you have a football game every single day of the week for, like, 35 days straight, it's the best.
0: Yeah, but and it's then also, that rolls into in house, games. In households where, like, the wife or girlfriend or significant or husband doesn't like... Sports as much as you. Well, that's a you problem. I know, but it's like a lot of people's problem, not just me. I'm just saying. It's a good night. It's a good, it's a good push and pull. I I realize. Spend some family time, you know, whatever, watch whatever. I'll watch whatever, babe.
4: No, again, this is a you problem. Because when I set out to say I do, I found someone that I'm like, listen, this is my life. (laughs) And she was fine with it. Had this nice moment uh, over the weekend. So, uh, I have been trying to get her to watch Welcome to Rexham for... What is that? It's the Rob McElhaney, Ryan Reynolds, oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the... It's like Ted Lasso, but real. Yes. And I've been trying to get her to watch it for over a year. Nah. What's it on? Amazon? Nah. Hulu, Hulu. I don't know. It's it's an... F- I don't understand this. FX shows mm-hmm. go to Hulu. Like, The gotcha. Bear is on Hulu, but it's an FX show, but it doesn't... They don't show it on FX. I don't, I don't understand this. I need someone to explain this to me. It makes no sense, but it is originally because McElhaney's relationship with FX from Apparently it's always sunny. Have,
0: they have a, they have a alliance, if you will, Hulu hmm. and FX. But That's,
4: I, I bet they got a contract. Um, I bet that was not a handshake deal.
0: Yes, the headline here from the Ringer: FX has found its home for streaming, but it's impossible to tell where. Uh,
4: Correct. <laughs> so it's like I don't get like they don't air it on FX, so it makes no sense. So this is like over a year ago, like when when this first started to take off, and I was trying to get her to watch it, trying to get her to watch it. Saturday, out of nowhere, she just goes, I really want to watch that soccer show with Ryan Reynolds and the Sunny Guy. And I'm looking at her, I was like, Are you Are you serious? Like I've been trying to get you to watch this for a year. And she's like, oh, I didn't know that's what it was. I was like, I literally explained it as it's Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney.
0: So you're not going to believe this, Jeffrey. I've just uncovered a mystery for you. By the way, it's very good. That I didn't know. Did you know Hulu parent company is Disney? Yes, I did. FX parent company has the- two of them. Fox Correct. and Disney. Correct. They were so part of this. That's s- why they was part
4: of this. So originally Hulu was a... One third, one third, one third partnership between NBC, Fox, and ABC. Okay, so or their parents, whatever. NBC, I don't. NBC's Comcast.
0: It was like Comcast or GE. Comcast, whatever it was.
4: Fox, I guess, and then Disney. Mm-hmm. That it was a one third, one third split, mm-hmm. and then Disney bought them all out, or is in the process of buying them. All, because remember. The, what was the com- – there was going to be a deal with Comcast where, like, oh, this could be impacted. Oh, it was – no, it was one of the lies that uh, George Klyavkov told of why he needed to wait. Why he needed to wait for uh, the Pac-12 TV deal was because uh, Comcast was going to – there was going to be money exchanged from that deal with Disney, and that that opened up some more cash for him. Mm-hmm. It's like – that was when you realize, like, this guy has nothing. He has <laughs> Literally nothing. He's throwing anything at the wall just to throw people off.
0: Oh my! Well, I don't. You didn't. You 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 did not. You never bought uh, George Klyavkov. But it's uh-uh. it's a uh, it's a uh, sell shorter go to Reddit Wednesday. Here sorry, on the show. Stuart
4: Mandel. I'm sorry.
0: We'll talk. Uh, we'll talk the latest uh, in Memphis, Missouri, with that game coming up this weekend. We've also got Jeffrey an idea for relegation. Mm. You, meant, you mentioned Wrexham. Yep. Are they, are they part of the English Premier League? What are they? Uh, the? No, that's no. the whole story. Gotcha. Okay. Well, well, now they're in the the
4: fourth tier. Gotcha. But well, that's they, they've been relegated
0: way. to the fourth tier. No, well, you,
4: well, they were. They were relegated to below. Oh wow. Okay. They were relegated outside of what is considered English football.
0: Gotcha. Well, is that a good idea for college football here in America? We'll discuss in a second. Uh Later this hour, 240 or so, David Kopp from CBS Sports will join us. We'll talk about the big uh, college football weekend ahead. Ohio State, Notre Dame, Alabama, Ole Miss. We mentioned Memphis, Missouri. Um, what am I forgetting? There's like, what are all the ranked so ranked games? You said Florida State, Clemson, correct? I didn't say Florida State, okay, Clemson. Okay, so you got
4: Florida State, Clemson. You have uh, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Ole Miss, Alabama, Iowa, Penn State, Oh yeah that's a ranked first ranked game. Mm. Mm. uh this the quest for what is it three three twenty five you you've also got does, how many points does Brian France have to score? <laughs> three twenty-five. It what is it? what is insane to me is first of all, I don't Look, buy that I don't buy that it's a bit. Like I think I don't think it's if if Iowa goes nine and three, Brian France is gonna figure out a way to be back. Like yeah. his dad's gonna be back. He they'll be back.
0: Um but by the way, we're forgetting Colorado, Oregon, and UCLA, Utah is also yep. a ranked first ranked game. Yep. Um Mentioned Ole Miss Alabama, um, Oregon State, Washington State, My ranked first ranked. Uh, My peeves don't even have to lay a full touchdown. And then, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Those are your ranked first uh, ranked, ranked games. Um, so we'll talk to Cobb about all that later this hour. Three o'clock or so, we will get into the list. Um, Lincoln Riley gives a two, ga- two week suspension, Jeffrey handed out a two week suspension to one of his beat writers. Yeah, we'll get into it. Lincoln stinks. I,
4: I've been on this. I feel like
0: I beat everyone here. Like, this guy was no thank you. Um, and uh, apparently Justin Fields has popped off. Oh, yeah. and uh, You'll never guess who he blamed. And I'll give you a hint. He didn't ask for a mirror. Mm. And then we'll, we'll have the latest in uh, athlete dating news, mm. athlete dating celebrity news. Yeah. Uh, in the list as well. So uh, lots to page get to. Page six coming up. Paid, no. Yeah, page six on the uh, Gionato and Jeffrey show. Uh, but let's start with a little buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. It's that time on 92.9's Gionato and Jeffrey show, where we either buy, buy sell, sell short, short,
1: or go to Reddit. Hmm.
0: All right, Jeffrey, let's start with the Memphis-Missouri game. We haven't gotten any further updates on Brady Cook other than what we reported um, oh, I guess I I should say there was a little update. Uh, I don't know who he was doing an interview with, but Eli Drinkwitz did a s- separate interview from what he his normal availability, and he might have done like post practice scrum. Oh no, you know what it was? It was, no 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 it was uh, Chase Daniels podcast. Ah, he was on Chase Daniels, great former Missouri great Chase Daniels podcast, and you know how he called it a hyper extension with the media? Yeah. Now we're talking. Now, now we're getting. Now we're hearing "bone bruise" was the phrase he used with with Chase Daniel. Brady Cook has a bone bruise in his knee. Um, So, does that make you feel any worse or better that that phrasing is now being used as opposed to hyperextension? Um, weirdly,
4: bone bruise gives me more confidence that he's not going to play, or that it'll be tougher for him to play. Okay. Like when I hear hyperextension, I hear it's like eh, there's some ligaments in there, nothing's torn, let's shoot it up. Like, bone bruise to me is like, can it bend?
0: Mmm, there you go. So so that's the update. Also,
4: though, we should very much qualify. I have no idea if you can believe anything Eli Drinkwood <laughs> says.
0: Yeah. Um, but I mean, he wouldn't steer Chase no. Daniel, former Missouri great wrong. Uh, but nonetheless, that is uh, – so Missouri may or may not have their starting quarterback. The line seems to reflect – Vegas thinking Brady Cook's not playing. Yes, that that is to me the indication. Um, but uh, yeah, we shall see. But six thirty, right? Six thirty or six? I, mean, I, it's think, it's six, 630. I 630 think it's six thirty. I, I think it's thirty on the I think
4: I saw seven thirty Eastern.
0: Six thirty on ESPN U, um, is the uh, is the game. And uh, so here's my buy sell shirt or go to Reddit for you, Jeffrey, because it is the start. Of what we've long, you know, as soon as the schedule came out, you kind of, you could see it right away. Like, these next three games would really kind of define... And, and dating back to last week, those four. Like, that yeah, four-game four. Four stretch was going to define But really, these, we, these were the three teams that Mark, were predicted to be good. You okay, had to get on right.
4: top of the standings. You had to win the first conference game.
0: Okay. All right. Regardless... The Tigers are front runners, baby. This is going to be a defining stretch, however you want to measure it. This is a defining stretch of the season. Um... And so here's my buy sell shorter. Go to Reddit. Buy sell shorter. Go to Reddit. Missouri is the least important of the next three games for Memphis football.
4: Mm. least important. Mm. Okay. I think this is undervalued. I'm going to buy this. Mm. No, no, no. It's the least, least important. I'm shorting this. Mm. All right. I think this is undervalued because I think most people go. Yeah, free shot
0: and then go mm-hmm. go beat uh Boise and and Tulane. Tulane. And really if you're a really true blue Memphis fan, even if you go and lose to Boise, you can talk yourself into, well, you know, beat Tulane, we're still right, you know, we we're, we're 2 and 0 oh in conference play and we're in the driver's seat for an AAC championship game bit. Like you could still, you know, even losing the next two, you can probably talk yourself into it, you know. Okay, here's why I'm buying it.
4: I think when you look at if Memphis is going to have the dream season, which is win the league and play for a New Year Six, mm-hmm. you're going to need the resume game. Because when I look at it, Boise I think has more or less eliminated themselves because of losses that they've taken.
0: When you start to you look- think boy a nine and three Boise State would I, I think if, winning if, the, the league, if the
4: Americans ten and two, I think that they're they gonna get it over correct. Him.
0: Okay. Um
4: so when you I also don't think Boise's one of the Mountain West. Okay. I think the winners of the Mountain West are gonna it's probably coming from this pool
0: of teams. Fresno Well, do you think any of those teams will have a better like like a eleven and one Fresno could the, be that's that's the
4: reason why and Fresno has a P five win. Mm-hmm. Actually, Fresno has two P five wins, mm-hmm. so they have Purdue mm. and Arizona State. Gotcha. So, so they you, have you think they you have ma- one P five win in an asterisk, and the Amer- so
0: you think the American champion to ma- if if that's going to be a great Fresno State team, Correct. you're going to need at least one to you're going to need
4: a big resume win, and I think this would qualify. Okay, this I would say this is going to qualify. I think this will be a more significant resume line than Boise would be.
0: Now, oh yeah, well, because Boise one Boise's I think I, I think Missouri's better than Boise. One. Yes. Now I don't know with a backup quarterback, but no one's going to look at those particulars when we get down the line. Correct. Um, two, it's a home game next week. Yes. This is basically. I mean, this is going to be you know in St. Louis, people are going to read it as a road game, even though it's new. Did you ever confirm whether or not those end zones are painted with Mizzou? Not. I. From what I was told, we won't know till they get there. Like you know, like, like they're painted day <laughs> but up. That's what they've heard. Is there like a convention on the floor? They can't get in there. <laughs> they I, they've gotten no pictures. They're going up a day early. They're going up tomorrow. Was, it, was the was the uh, the dome at the America Center double booked? <laughs> I don't know. They're going up tomorrow to because they want Ryan wanted to get a practice in at the dome on Friday, so they're going to practice up in St. Louis on Friday. Um, but so the argument I would say. For this being the most important, in addition to what you just said, and I actually think this is the bigger reason why this might not be the least important, is the momentum of the program. Like where the the state of the program right now. We just saw that Navy game was perfect weather Thursday night national TV game. There were fewer people than the than the season opening game. Yes, at the game in terms of announced even attendance. announced attendance in announced attendance. I'm, I'm just going by announced attendance. There were like a thousand fewer than the the season opening game, and this is a real chance to spark momentum in a way that I think you would not. You, we probably will have not seen. We have not previously seen in the Ryan Silverfield era. Like I know they've had good starts before, and they beat Miss, Mississippi State. I mean that
5: that tech,
4: that UTSA game. Yeah, there was there was real optimism. And yeah. they jumped, was it 17-3?
0: Didn't they have like a... Yeah, they were like 17 nothing or something yeah. like that. Yeah, they were up big in the first quarter. Um, but this is a chance, if you're 4-0... It was
4: like a fumble. Like, I remember, because that was when Connor and I were doing the, the in the action, Becky U L show. Yeah. And there was like a moment where you can sense, like it's still 17 nothing, but then... Was there like a fumble return for a touchdown or something? I think there, was, yeah. there was some moment where Connor and I looked at each other and we we're like, you might want if you can get UTSA live, you might want to think about it because, like, it vibes were off.
0: Yes, and so – but if you can start 4-0 with the win over Missouri going into that Boise State game at home oh. followed by the Tulane game at home, like, that is – I think people will – Get ex- like we haven't seen a lot of excitement behind Memphis no, football you, yet this year. I, I like think people will get excited if you can win on Saturday. I think Tiger football
4: fans. This is the the non diehard, not the non the people that are not on Twitter yelling about how they need the stadium. The the other crew,
0: they're sniffing around. Yeah, they're like, what's going on Correct. here? I'm Correct. Correct. I'm one win. They're, yes. they're, they're one win. They're Correct. one win away Correct. from being there on Saturday. Correct.
4: For sure. They're sniffing around. But they, I do think that there's a, there's a sense of, I don't know if we've really beaten anyone good, so I don't want to buy in Mm -hmm. all the way. Like, let, let me see them, and this will be a real test. Like, we'll get context for whether or not they're good. Yes. I mean, to me, like, this is the real, because even like, even though Navy was a competitive game, it's still, the way that Navy plays, it's such a outlier to me. Like, mm-hmm. defensively, Navy was basically just saying, like, we have to literally blitz everybody just to make an impact. And so you had guys running open, whatnot. Like, that's that's not a real test. This team you're, you're seeing on Saturday's got dudes.
0: Oh, yeah. No, they. It, it was made very clear this week that this is by far and away the best team they've faced. I mean, Cram, yeah. uh, what was it? Uh, Matt Barnes, the defensive coordinator, said what, like, his people— Told him like who if that this is this O line is it? He said he knew someone at MTSU and MTSU has played yeah. both Alabama and Missouri. Yeah, and they felt this O line is better than Alabama's O line.
4: Um, so that's interesting. Um, stuff like that. Like and then the receiver. Well, well uh, that that's the main thing. I gotta imagine if if Matt was because they had Saturday off. Mm-hmm. If Matt was checking in on the TV copy. I got to imagine when he saw what Burden would do.
0: Mm -hmm. Luther Burden.
4: You're just sitting there going, I think he's the third, too. I think Mm -hmm. we got three sticks after that. Uh, I got to imagine you're sitting there going, like, that's not going to be fun.
0: I mean, We're going to learn a lot about the secondary. Yeah. (laughs) Because I don't think there's going to be one person assigned to him. I think it's going to be, you know, like. Oh, I imagine there's going to be some zone coverage. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But. This is tough for me because that's the argument to me is more just momentum. That's what makes this such an important game is the momentum. But I'm still, I think I'm going to buy this. I think I'm going to buy that this is the least important because I think losing this game is the least deflating of the three. You know, like if you lose this game, it doesn't feel... like if you lose at home to Boise State next week, like in a night, you know, certain especially if-, if you won this game. But even so, like a home game you know you're trying to gener- you know you're trying to convince people like this is you know we we've turned a corner as a program i think that would be more deflating than losing in a de facto road game against missouri coming off beating the number 15 team in the country i guess if maybe you lost really big to missouri it would feel really deflating you know if you went out and just got steamrolled by them like the missouri game from whatever even that, were, that though, you, at, least 20, you, at least you put up 24. At least you gave up sixty-three, which was a problem. Mark, there was nothing. No, I know. It was a the only. Game. The it only spin zone game. of
4: that was uh, Daryl got hurt.
0: Yeah, there Yeah, was yeah no, you could. You could. Dang. Even though it was already
4: trending yeah, that in that Darryl, direction. Daryl got hurt. Yeah, yeah. no, no. no <laughs> they,
0: they were didn't they like score
4: like their first four possessions? Like it was <laughs> like bang, bang, but, bang. But Daryl got hurt early, so it was
0: only like seven nothing at the time he got hurt or whatever.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. Yeah. No, here's the here's. I think the least important game, I get what you're saying. The least important game, I think, is next week. Because yeah, I Boise. I believe that Boise has played themselves out of the conversation of, even though it's like a home game, you don't want to lose at home. But if you turn right around the next week and beat Tulane, you're Two literally, weeks. Two weeks. sorry, got an open date. Yep. Got to do some self-scouting. Yep. But if you turn around and then your next game you beat Tulane and you're undefeated in the league, like that is a, that's a bigger game. Well, Tulane is certainly I,
0: – I, Tulane's I the agree. biggest game. We Tulane's agree. the biggest. I think this is the second biggest. I can see the argument. No, like I'm i not – I'm not, I'm you not only saying you – You only get one P5 chance. Uh, no, it's true. Perception-wise, this will – this will – you here's what I say. You'll make college football final if you win this game. Ooh. Um, Well you make like the, you know what I mean, like like the deep highlight show? Yeah, you know,
4: I know what you are saying. You are talking about the show with Matt Barry, mm-hmm. Galloway. It's an hour
0: long, and they it's, do. It's what used to be Mark May, yes. Lou Holtz, and Reese. And like you know, sometimes like I am going to be honest, Memphis. I watch it every week because I you know I can't watch all of the games, so I like can or won't can't. Mm-hmm. I have, whatever I have. Not, it's it's different. I, I have to cover games, mm-hmm. and so um I mm-hmm. yeah you yeah, had. Full, full day of Saturday covering? I had to, I was watching kids. I actually, I feel like this weekend, watching two kids by myself, don't let my wife hear this, I watch more football on Saturday yeah, than I would ever. Yeah, she's not there. Yeah, than I ever would. I yeah, yeah, that's,
4: uh, duh. Yeah. But what's every kid's favorite weekend? The weekend mom's gone.
0: Yeah. No, that's true.
4: Dads are just about survival.
0: Oh, yeah. Dad
4: got him pizza yeah.
0: one night. We're not really Dad worried. Dad got him McDonald's we are the not, next night. Not yeah. worried
4: about the schedule. Not worried about the structure. <laughs> it is a mini vacation. Yeah. Like that is staycation. Well, it's not vacation. It's, st- no,
0: it's but, difficult. There's no, no, but I'm talking about for the kids. Oh, for the kids. It's, yes, That's yes, staycation. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. They probably ate more candy than yes. they usually do. Yeah, no, you're right. Oh, you want candy? Yeah, 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 yeah whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need you need my iPad? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Man, this game is pretty good getting to the fourth. <laughs> uh, and I was like, oh, and Dion's on now. Time for bed. You know? Um, but yeah. So I think I'm still. I can get where you're coming from, just from a perception standpoint. The, the, this is gonna resonate more if you win this game than if you win the Boise State game next week. Yes. Um. So because also, like, that's the other thing.
4: Boise ain't Boise anymore. Yeah. And on top of that, like, and I know what everyone's saying, well, the, the what if you lose to them, that's worse. Like beating an SEC team trumps that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. Relegation is a good idea for college football. Jeffrey, this comes in light of a report from Ross Dellinger that the Mountain West conference and the Pac twelve, or whatever, I don't Pac two. Uh the, yeah. the Washington State and Oregon State and the Mountain West are talking about a two-tiered, like essentially keeping the names of the Mountain West and Pac-12 alive and basically having one be the upper division and the other be the lower division and there'd be some sort of relegation system like the English Premier League where if you finish last in the upper division, you move down to the lower division and... Championship. And the the, uh, the first-place team from the lower division mm-hmm. moves up.
4: Yes, it have, um, it's, it's a European soccer model. Yes, it's like La Liga um, has
0: it. Apparently, this is being this Bundesliga. has been, this has been discussed as one of the options to do this, this merger. I, I can already do this. I'm shorting this. This is so overvalued.
4: This is like one of those college football fans on Twitter talking about how great would relegation be? How great would it be? Here would be the argument for it. If at the end of the season you're trying to make Unimportant games matter. That's a way to do it. So, for instance, let's pull up. What do I got in the Mountain West right now? Um, who sucks in the Mountain West? Mm. All right. Let's say I got Nevada and New Mexico, and they're they're in fighting for relegation. Mm-hmm. Is anyone gonna sit there and go? You know what? I'm. The only people that are gonna watch Nevada and New Mexico. Are sickos that we're going to watch it anyway, Mm -hmm. or New Mexico Nevada fans, if they exist? That's who's watching. Like that doesn't bring any more attention to the. Here's where I think it would be. It would work if you started doing it at the. If the Big Ten and the SEC committed to it, Mm -hmm. that's where it starts becoming interesting. If you can play your way up into the big boys, essentially all you're doing here in the Mountain West is like you're reshuffling the. You're reshuffling the it's West Coast new, teams that, that are not that interesting. Yeah, it's just it, – it would like, be intriguing. Instance, like, Let's say you have – let's say the SEC does a deal with the Sun Belt, and if you get relegated from the SEC, you go to the Sun Belt. From the Sun Belt, you go up to the SEC. Well, that's more interesting. Yeah. What are you getting promoted to here? That's the problem.
0: Yeah. It's just
4: like – yeah. This is This is relegation without the promotion, really.
0: Yeah, it's like, what do you get for being in the upper division? Correct. And if you're also one of these schools, why would you agree to this? Well, it's like if you're in the lower division and you go like, you know, 10 and 2, like what makes you, then people are going to perceive you as worse than the 10 and 2 team in the upper division when the reality is you're probably like the same. But my point, my bigger point is what's, if
4: for this system to make sense, you have to get promoted to something that elevates you. So mm-hmm. when you get moved from no. the championship to the Premier League, that's a big
0: deal. Maybe you can do it like you get a bigger share of the pot maybe if you if you're winning but the upper. But what
4: schools are greened that?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I am selling this. It just doesn't seem like But it. this
4: is a classic thing though.
0: I tip my cap to him. This was
4: very PR savvy. Cuz this is something that You get this out there and yeah. then whatever you come to well, next
0: like well, at least they didn't do relegation.
4: Well, then no, but it's like Twitter going, "Love it." love it, mm. great idea, love yeah. it, love to see it. It's like, it's one of those, it's another classic example of like something that Twitter loves that in reality is not practical and it's really not even that exciting.
0: Yeah, I don't, it doesn't, I don't, I don't now, see it the, really working. I'm telling you,
4: now where I will buy relegation, again, if you can get the Big Ten, like the Big Ten, you get relegated to the Mac
0: mm. and you start adding it. <clears throat> That's what I'm well, saying. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. All of a sudden, no. way. All of a sudden, let me tell you this. No way that would. If, no, no way that would happen.
4: How much more interested are you in Rutgers, Rutgers, Purdue, if loser goes to the MAC? Like now, I start to care about that. And then on top of that, how much more do I care about Ohio and Buffalo if the winner's going to go to the Big Ten? Like, I could care about. It. The problem is they're not getting promoted to anything.
0: Hmm. Okay. I think I'm with you. All right, buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. There's an, Here's another college football topic. Nick Saban today mm. at his press conference was asked about Deion Sanders. No way. So I'll give you the full quote here. I have a tremendous amount of respect for Deion Sanders. First, he's a great person, and he's done a great job of marketing the program to create a lot of national interest. But I see their team playing well on the field. They play with discipline. They do a good job of executing. <laughs> been they they last
4: week? They didn't know the overtime
0: rules. They've been able to score points playing decent on defense. So all those things to me are indicators that he's a really good coach. Um, buy, sell, shorter go to Reddit. Nick Saban thinks Deion Sanders is a really good coach. Um, I'll buy this. <clears throat>
4: You know what I think Nick Saban gets a lot more than, uh, I think Nick Saban, one thing that kind of gets criticized, remember, remember the old Spurrier quip, like, I think Nick Saban's the greatest recruiter of all time, but wouldn't call him the greatest coach. Mm-hmm. I think Nick Saban understands better than anyone. You know what this sport's really about? Who's got more players? Mm. And Dion seems to be pretty good at that. Um... The only hesitation I have is like, well, what's what's
0: the draw? He's already doing commercials with him. Yeah, like, well, and what? what like, what, 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 honestly, what, like, what what was he gonna say anyway? Like, he's not yeah, gonna like, go up there and trash Dion. Right.
4: First off, I guess my other question is: I guess it's relevant because they have
0: commercials together, but like, mm-hmm. why? I think it's it's I think it's relevant because Dion has become the face of this season, like the biggest story. And Nick Saban is like Nick Saban. You know, he's like the, you know, he's like arguably the greatest college football coach of all time. Like getting- I don't think it's
4: arguable right now. Yeah, he's getting- the
0: greatest coach of all time. Getting his opinion on anything college football I think is relevant at this point. He's like coach K status. Like he's a la- you want to hear how he weighs in on every hot topic no, in college football. Well, I do. No, I'd no. be curious. I want to. I want to know what he thinks. Well,
4: no, no. no. I'm. I'm saying I don't oh, need your. Hear- I don't need your. Hear- Coach K's opinion is always tainted toward that, Coach K. But that's how it is. You know, In college basketball, like we any- don't. We don't say that here. We say let's go Duke. Especially when the other guy knows all where all my bodies are buried and how much I paid for kids.
0: <laughs> let's go Duke. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because this comes in. The- Remember, I don't dye my hair. It, if you recall, a year ago or. So ago, like a little over a year ago, a little under. Yeah,
4: this that he thing said, got
0: overblown. He said like, Jackson State paid a guy a million. Remember, he was talking to yeah, the Birmingham like, yeah, folks. Yeah, because he's like, listen, Jackson here. State paid a guy a million dollars last year. That was a really good Division One player to come to school. It was in the paper. They bragged about it. Nobody did anything about it, and Dion took offense to it. Like he publicly, I mean, like no, 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 no. Dion took a moment
4: to have a PR moment. Dion made that a publicity thing. Well, nonetheless,
0: he, he he said that he took offense. Like, whether took, it was a PR what, stunt or not, he, he took offense. He said he took Let offense. Let me tell you how much offense he took to it.
4: He took offense to it in the same way that he took offense to, the, took offense to the sunglasses comment and then gave his whole team sunglasses. It was the same thing. Dion, that's the other thing is, Dion has got us all in his hand. Like, it's just everything for him is just a freaking layup. Yeah. And that was the same thing. Like, because mm-hmm. the, remember then also, like, Remember, didn't Dion get upset when someone didn't call him coach and he's like
0: Yeah, it was a beat writer. It's like you down wouldn't there. do
4: that to say coach Saban or something. Yeah. Like I They yeah. clearly have a relationship.
0: Yes. And I am also I'm gonna buy that he's being genuine here. Um and I think because I think like honestly, when you watch what he's doing, it's like, oh, this is like this is, yes, there's a lot of hubbub and noise and publicity, all that stuff. The celebrity aspect of it. But like the reason why it's working is because they keep winning. Like, if they start losing, I don't think... Like, if they're 3-3 three and three, three weeks from now, it's not going to be like this. I think the underlying... Yeah, I, I also don't think that that's... I think that ends up... The problem is, early in the season,
4: we look for anything. Because, this like, this is the first week where we're going to start to actually... Start separating some teams. and You to start to be able to tell it. Like, but like, eventually,
0: you, the story becomes who's going to be in the playoff. If they lose to Nebraska, let's say sure. they lost to Nebraska, do you, do you think game day and all that is going to the Colorado State game? No, I don't think they are. Uh, yeah, I do. You saw the ratings, right? Because it was. But would the ratings be that if they were one and one instead oh, yeah. of two and zero? Oh? You know, oh so yeah. there'd still be the curiosity. Oh factor? yeah. What if they were one and two instead of? Um. So like they're they the one. T, in, if they lose to TCU
4: and Nebraska.
0: Or that's if they it. lost the CSU game, you know, if they had lost that game the other night in overtime, double overtime, <laughs> like they should have. Um, yeah, it's probably temp-
4: It's tampering down. Yeah,
0: like the reason why I say this, like under underneath all of this bravado from Dion, is I also think he's a pretty good football coach. Like that's become apparent. He tur- quickly turned around Jackson. Like it wasn't like Jackson State was like. Yeah, but the difference at Jackson State— he just State got was, a bunch of dudes. Correct. At yeah. Jackson State, they
4: had a talent advantage. Yes. And so this time—and it turns out, by the way, they don't have a deep mm-hmm. a deep roster of talent. Mm-hmm. But I bet, oh, part of me wonders, is Nick Saban trying to butter up Dion to maybe come to Tuscaloosa bring Shadour with him for one more year? He's got a great quarterback. That's the hardest thing to find in college football. Yeah. Why does Alabama look so pedestrian right now?
0: Yeah, I'm a quarterback. Bingo. Yeah.
4: Why are the Pac-12 teams interesting? They got quarterbacks. Why is why are the teams in the ACC that we think are interesting? They got quarterbacks.
0: Fascinating. Let's talk to David Cobb about it. He covers college sports for CBSsports.com. He's going to join us next. You're listening to Gianotto and Jeffrey on 92.9 FM. Yes.
3: Giannato and Jeffrey, broadcast live from the Red
1: River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network. Only from Xfinity.
0: The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN.
4: Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code MEMPHIS. M-E-M-P-H-I-S. Call
0: from mom. Answer it
6: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
4: And receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options, player props, and the ba- the best daily promotions in the business. From BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. BetMGM.com for T's and C's, 21 or older to wager, Tennessee-only, new customer offer, all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements, rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire Seven days from issuance for problem gambling sport called the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. David Cobb covers college football and basketball for CBS Sports on Twitter, at David W. Cobb. Cobb, are you still credentialed
5: to cover USC football? Well, this is my last week on the West Coast. Did you get suspended? That, uh, no, but uh... – I mean, shoot. Maybe I should go over there and even, like raise a stink or something. Maybe there might not be anybody in the press box. Like you know, the rest of the season. The way that all the USCB writers are talking it's like they're going to boycott covering the program since that one reporter got suspended. <laughs> bet they don't. <laughs> I Bet they don't. Yeah,
0: you're right. Um, what do you think? We got we we had a pretty bland week of college football last oh, weekend. No, 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 no. Let's check in, Cobb. How was the group chat? No. <laughs>
5: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was I was live blogging the uh, Tennessee-Florida game. And by the time I got done with all that, yeah, I pull up the group chat. <laughs> yeah, we got to know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah That's got to be a good
4: – is that and, a good uh, feeling? A bad like, – yeah, no, like, did you take no, – like, like, I got to imagine as soon as you push publish, you first thing you do is grab the phone, got to see what the takes. What are, what are people
0: <laughs> saying about this Tennessee game?
5: Well, one, one of my good buddies said so it's a group of us who all came up together doing sports writing at UT. Only a few of us are still in it. And those who are not still in it have just reverted to, like, total fan mode, you know. And uh, the the one guy, uh, he left the chat in the middle of the game. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Uh, He was so mad. And, uh, yeah, it's not been good. It's not been good at all because Tennessee played horrific football, really, in every phase of the game, letting the Florida dictate the entire first half offensively and then failing to – ever really put it into a uh, uh, high gear in the second half when they tra- trailed by three possessions. So uh, really not much at all to be optimistic about coming out of that game if you're Tennessee.
4: Uh, so that. that the the replay was on uh, the Mothership CBS Sports Network
0: last night. I just love that one game. I love that Tennessee the, has I the like type that, of fan base that, like, it's just like Michigan would be the same way, like losing the no. game like that. Oh, I do love your friend just going yeah. to live wish like
4: going to live in the woods because he wished to live. like to just <laughs> uh-huh. go where go where there's nowhere to see yeah. so yeah, the, the, it was it was sad. The replay was on last night. And the thing that really uh, really stood out to me, you were watching
0: film last night, oh, yeah. Mm.
4: Uh, the penalties were the problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like how many drives I felt like every time that Tennessee was well, and and the the lineman getting hurt, like let's also be real, like. The two guys getting hurt was, they couldn't block the rest of the night. But it felt like every time Tennessee, because Florida didn't exactly put that thing away. Like, Florida allowed Tennessee to hang in it, but the pre stamp like all the things that we're not really used to seeing, that was what I thought was really the difference.
5: Well, I tallied it up, and I think eight of the ten penalties against Tennessee were against the offensive line. Uh, I might have thrown in the uh, illegal chop block on the tight end into that category uh, close enough. But you get the picture here. These offensive penalties, the false starts, like you mentioned, also the holdings, also the uh, the illegal block. That was, it was a questionable call, no doubt. Tennessee didn't get a great whistle in this game because there was also the play where they they had the, the chains moving, they were in rhythm, they were approaching the red zone, and then the uh, the referee accidentally kicked the football, which allowed yeah, that was a Florida tough scene to, to substitute. But those things don't make up for a two possession. Uh, ball game and they don't they don't excuse you at all for falling behind twenty six to seven against Graham Mertz. I mean, it give me a break. So uh yeah, Tennessee has a has a rightful case to be frustrated with the officiating, but so many of those penalties were obvious miscues on behalf of that offensive line. And uh it just felt like Milton could never get him in rhythm. So I know he's not making the wrong decision. I know like even his pick was a result of the fact that he was hit as he threw. Yeah. Uh, but he's not necessarily uh, getting the most out of this offense, uh, really at all, in the way that Hendon Hooker could, because they used to get into rhythm, right, and then that rhythm would lead to those downfield shots. And uh, with Milton, that quarterback, there is no rhythm, and the downfield shots just haven't been there.
0: So, are you? Have you changed? Has this loss completely changed your thought process on what this team's capable of this season? Or are you still hope? You know, do you still think this is a team capable of? You know, maybe not, you know, they got Alabama, Georgia, still winning one of those games, you know, being the type of team some people dreamed they would be.
5: Well, the only the only thing I think that gives you any hope in that sense now if you're a Tennessee fan has got to be how down the rest of the league looks. Yeah. So Alabama all of a sudden going to Bryant-Denny doesn't seem as insurmountable of a task as it probably did a few months ago. Uh, Georgia even coming to Neyland, uh, if it's Georgia of last year or Georgia of 2021, no shot whatsoever. But even Georgia has looked susceptible and needed a second-half rally to beat South Carolina. So you look around the league, nobody's impressed you. So it doesn't necessarily feel like Tennessee's going to be a prohibitive underdog in any game that it plays for the rest of this season. It might be a double-digit underdog at home against Georgia. But uh, no, So in that sense, I don't think it really does. I still think Tennessee could get to – uh, that Vegas win total is set at nine and a half. I mean, they could still flirt with that. They could still flirt with nine, uh, ten wins. But in all likelihood, based off of what we've seen from this team uh, so far, I-, I think we're looking at more like a-, a seven or an eight win team. Do
4: you have a read on the Ole Miss Alabama game?
5: Yeah, it's Ole Miss straight up. That's my read.
4: <sighs> I don't know. I've, I, there's like a thousand ways I can see this game. Going.
0: I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to prematurely don't... put a stake in Nick Saban. So this would be. I think if I did the math in my head right, have they have since
4: 07, Have they lost twice at home in the same year? Because like the year they lost three games, they lost at South Carolina, at LSU, and then they lost uh, at home to Cam on the, the Cam back.
5: Last no, I can almost say I can say almost unequivocally that they've not lost two at home. And then that, are that we really true.
4: gonna say that they're gonna lose two games at home in September?
5: This isn't Alabama, though. This isn't Nick Saban's Alabama. This is closer to 07 Nick Saban Alabama than anything that we've seen in the years since. I really believe that. This team is not even close, not even close to what we would consider some of the uh, underperforming Alabama teams of the last decade. I mean, guys, they almost, like, they had to use a late touchdown to win on the road against a South Florida team that had four total victories over the prior three seasons. I mean, yeah, but
0: don't you think they looked like? I know they lost to Texas with Milroe as the quarterback. They look, even though he's got his flaws, obviously, they look like a significantly more cohesive offense with him as the quarterback. The first two games, and if you combine that with their defense, I'm not saying they're you know they're very clearly doesn't feel like you're right. They're typical Alabama. But like do you really think they're gonna be like worse than nine and three this year?
5: I think it's possible. I think I think there's a chance that Alabama is an eight and four team this year. In fact, if you know, if I were putting the the odds on it right now as a, as a bookie or something, I would go eight and a half uh, on the on the win total. They've already got one loss and, and nothing comes easy in this league, even though the league stinks this year. so uh, yeah, so the, the the problem with with Milro is that the running game is not the anchor that they thought it was going to be at Alabama this season. We heard all the hype about the offensive line this offseason. It felt like Nick Saban, with the hires he made, was trying to go back in time and play some bully ball. But the offensive line hasn't been good enough for them to, you know, sort of ground teams into submission uh, with the run game. And when you don't have a quarterback who you're totally confident in, uh, I think that really uh, magnifies the issues in the run game. So I just don't know what this team turns to offensively aside from a improv- improvising you know Jalen Milrose scramble uh when it needs to pick up a first down in in a uh, in a key situation
4: so the last time i I, I double checked the last time they lost twice at home the same year was the o7 year
0: so this yeah. will be the sign this will be the sign if they lose this game that means so, that we truly could be on an o7 type of year the
4: problem that I have with this game is I think you can make this statement definitively Olmus has far and away the best quarterback. And really the only other time I can remember that happening was when Chad Kelly went up against they started Cooper Bateman. That year was very the 2015 years. If you're going to spin zone it for Alabama, that's the spin zone that they they struggled getting the quarterback right and then once they they committed to Coker in the second half of that game and they they went on to win every game after that. I think the real problem though is does Alabama have the better players at every other position? Because Judkins, I think, is hurt. Like, that's the other thing. I, I don't know. You could tell me Ole Miss went straight up. You could tell me that Alabama beats them like the – remember the get-your-popcorn-ready game with Kiffin mm-hmm. when they had mm-hmm. Corral?
5: You could tell me the game, like, turns into that. I Bryce I got, Young was on that team, though. You know, I, I, and I look at Ole Miss, and I see the, the injury situation, and if you're somebody who's interested in lines and all that – like, pay close attention to what comes out of Ole Miss over these next couple days because uh, Zachary Franklin, the receiver from UTSA, still has not played this year. He could be a game changer. Uh Corn, the Memphis transfer at tight end, still has not played this year. I think but, he's gonna play this week. Yeah, they, apparently they both practice. Like, I think Kiffin acknowledged that publicly uh, within the last couple of days. Trey today. Harris.
4: Trey Harris was at practice. I did not get the sense though that that was trending towards like if they have if they have Trey Harris, Priest and uh, Franklin, I agree with you. I think that that team could actually – that team could score enough to where I don't know if Alabama could keep up.
5: And how about the, the the Golding element of this too? Because it's obviously always entertaining when Kiffin plays former boss Nick Saban. He's a more high-profile uh, coach. But <laughs> there, there's an element of revenge here for Pete Golding. Would he not love anything more than to go out there and hold Alabama to 14 points? In Bryant Denny, right with a, a new team in the SEC West, I think you want
4: to you want to get your tinfoil hat on. Yeah. So the the Kiffin comment about T Rob calling the defense Trevarius Robinson rather than Kevin Steele, I think that was Kiffin taking up for his boy, or perhaps even worse. What if uh, what if Golding still has some friends on the staff that think he might have gotten a raw deal and. Maybe reached out to Golding said, "Get a load of this." Guess who called our defense this week?
5: Oh yeah, I, and I, I don't doubt that there's some back channel communications going on there, and and all that sort of combines to like cast a little bit of a doubt over where Alabama is at right now. Not just in terms of the quarterback, not just in terms of uh, the the talent, and can they figure it out? It's like it feels like there's some stuff going on behind the scenes there, where maybe all these years of, of staff attrition, year after year after year are starting to take their toll a little bit on that Alabama culture at a time when you see other programs nationally really elevating themselves to compete and surpass them.
4: How much does that Clemson line stink to you with Florida State?
5: I don't know which side to take on it though because I think like, they're they, begging you to
4: take Florida State, right? Look, it's the number 4 team. You only have to give up a field goal. Doesn't that like to me like that's what they're begging you to do?
5: You know, but I flash back to the Duke loss for Clemson and Dabo Sweeney was right in the sense that they ran for 200 yards and threw for 200 yards in that game and lost for like the first time in program history. And so if they don't turn the ball over 17 times in that season opener and beat Duke, we're looking at this thing totally different. Uh, So with Death Valley, I just don't feel like Clemson rolls over and plays dead against a, a Florida state team that almost lost at BC.
0: All right. Um, what do you make of this Ohio State Notre Dame game? This is the the two highest ranked teams. This is one you know everyone knew was going to be a huge game when this, you know when it was put on the schedule, and it is a huge game. What do you what do you make of that one?
5: Yeah, it's it's crazy that it might be the second biggest game of the weekend when you've got two of the all time winningest programs, both ranked in the top ten, both undefeated. And I'll bet when we get the ratings next week, uh, Colorado and Oregon ends up uh, outdoing it uh, by by a a mill or two. But still a a huge game because it's kind of a chance for Kyle McCord to put his stamp on this Ohio State offense and prove that, hey, uh, we lost C.J. Stroud, but we're still elite. And they've made strides. He and Marvin Harrison Jr. have over the last couple weeks. Uh, But but, uh, Notre Dame looks so much better uh, than it did – for most of last season, Sam Hartman, the upgrade at quarterback, there has been so obvious and tremendous and impactful that it's also going to be a, a huge test for Jim Knowles, the, the Ohio State defensive coordinator. Like they were marginally better on defense last season in his first year, but it's year two. It's time, you know, for that Ohio State defense to take the big step here, and this is this is kind of their chance to show whether or not you know they're ready for that. All
4: right, so I'm on I'm on your website, y'all. There's a headline: mm-hmm. Miami tight end Cam McCormick petitioning ACC for a ninth year of eligibility. Nice,
0: guys. What are we doing here? Nine? Nine? Let's say that, that 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 even takes the the Tommy Boy joke to like another extreme. You know, it's like a lot of a lot of people go to college for seven years. Yeah,
5: yeah they're, they're called, called doctors. doctors. <laughs> it's like, what is, what's the a nine Williams- year? DeAndre Williams is out here saying, "Hmm, well, let me look into this." I mean, in fairness, DeAndre's only asked yeah, DeAndre, for five years.
0: I, yeah, like DeAndre, uh, that ain't nine. He's just he's just
4: asking for one of those five years to not count.
0: Yeah,
5: amazing. Yeah, if I've had nine years of college eligibility, I'd I'd be a, a very recent graduate. How I did guess. he even that's, get eight, guys? I, here's the question: How did he even get that's, eight? That's two years past Van Wilder. Well, you know, you know, you got the COVID year and a medical red shirt and a uh, and a. It out transfer and then a second medical red shirt and you know
0: nine years all right he, he's probably done more paperwork than playing like honestly to get nine years of eligibility
4: okay so it says the 25 year old started his college career at oregon and spent seven seasons with the ducks program that <laughs> is, like that alone should be like
0: hey buddy you're done playing college football like <laughs> but how many years? So has he actually like had a big role in any season? Uh,
5: no, I, I don't think so. But he he does play. He's never okay. been like an all conference performer, but uh, he does play. I mean, shoot, if you're getting a little bit of he played all thirteen game.
4: Of- he played all thirteen games for the first time in his career last year. Well, he also he's,
5: he's, he's he also had to a score in that
0: Ohio State game. Oh, uh, he's going, guys! He's going for the record, though. That's what he's doing. He's currently tied with Northern well, Illinois, of- Kyle Pugh, for the longest college football tenure in FBS history. <laughs> no player has ever been granted nine seasons eligibility. This is for a record, Jeffrey. That's why he's doing it. Well, the reason why
4: it's a record is because we don't let you play for more than five years.
0: And yeah. like extend. Oh, so here's what it is. So here's what it is. He redshirted his true freshman season at Oregon then played a lot as the sec- his second year got hurt then third year got hurt required multiple surgeries he didn't play for 3 years because of the injury then he returned last year so it's only his it's only going to be his it really truly is only going to be his like fourth year playing football it's just he he took 3 years off recovering from multiple injuries
5: yeah it sounds-
6: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance